Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. This morning, before we go into some time of intense worship, The Lord has given me a word. And this is a prophetic word um, for every one of us here. But beyond the word, it's also an impartation. You know, Jesus says, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And like I always say, words are also mediums of impartation. So the laying on of hands is not the only medium through which impartation occurs. When the Lord gave me the title of this message, still very connected to the Lord of hosts, Sabaoth that we've been talking about. And yesterday, I started to teach about the ministry of angels, which is the focus of this conference and this um, meeting that we're having. But when the Lord started to tell me what he wanted me to teach on, I knew there was a reason for this. Particularly, I strongly believe it's in preparation for the year 2024. And if you're looking for a topic, a title, and you are one who loves titles, I have one for you. Prophetically given by God. The title of my message in the first session on Sunday at the Feast 2023 is called Oluwaloni Doings. And what that means God is the one that does. Abi. Yeah. And I can give you a writer to that. It is taking territory with the Lord of hosts. Taking territories with the Lord of hosts. Psalms 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The worlds and they that dwell therein. For he has founded upon the sea and established upon the flood. It says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. It says, Let the King of glory come in. Who is this King of glory? It says, The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. He lifted up the everlasting doors. It's very interesting to note that when God calls you, the Bible says, Before I formed you, I knew you. And I've taught you this about the concept of predestination that everything you are doing has already been predestined by God. And not only has it been predestined by God, there are three major things and I want you to take note of these three things that ensures and sustains 
the fact that that which God has said concerning you, that which God has designed concerning you, will definitely come to pass. Number one is that God's covenant is on your journey. Hmm. God's covenant is on your journey. Number two, God's name is on your journey. And number three, God's promises and prophecies is on your journey. The Bible says by two immutable things, it's impossible for God to lie. Whenever you find these three things in the life of a person, it tells us the commitment of the Godhead in ensuring that that which he has said concerning that person must surely come to pass. Whenever you find the covenant of God, when you find the prophecies and the promises, and when you find the name of God on someone's journey, it's too sure. In other words, God would go any lengths to ensure that his covenant, his promises, and his name has the highest reputation to show you a full proof that that which he has said is able to bring to pass. It means if he has to wait 400 years, not in your case, I know you don't have 400 years. If he has to kill the firstborn son of the house of the whole Egyptians, his bet, his claim is on your journey, is on your life. This morning, we're going to be reading from the book of Exodus. And in the book of Exodus, I'm going to point to you three things I want you to pay attention to in the year 2024 and then I'll touch very briefly also on the subject of the angels so if you can turn with me to the book of Genesis chapter 15 you can hear me right I'm doing great okay thank you Genesis 15 and we'll start to read from verse 13. What a presence, my God. Then he said to Abraham, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they would afflict them 400 years. Next verse. And then he says, Father, and also the nation whom they serve, I will judge. And afterwards, they shall come out with great possession. Let's keep going. And as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace, and you shall be buried in a good old age. Next verse. But in the fourth generation, they shall return here, for the iniquities of the Amorites is not yet complete. Next verse. Verse 17. And it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark and that behold behold there appeared a smoking oven and a burning touch that passed between those pieces. Next verse. And on the same day, this is the last verse. 
the Lord's made a covenant. Somebody say covenant. Can I hear you say love a covenant? The Lord God made a covenant with Abraham saying to your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river and to the river of Ephratus. Now, this verse of scripture that we just read was what happened when God was covenant with Abraham. If you remember very vividly in Genesis chapter 11 about the father of Abraham, Abraham was from a place called the Oar of the Chaldeans. And in the culture of the Oar of the Chaldeans, how they cut covenants is different from how we cut covenants, which is what we call covenants now is if I want to get into an agreement with you in terms of covenant, I'll cut a part of my body as a blood and if you have found produce, I have warfare or I have, you know, people who can protect. What I would do is if you want to get into a covenant, we'll get into a blood covenant. It means you would have to protect me. I would have to protect you and you would have to always give me food. But this is what God did in the case of Abraham. God cut the covenant because in the awe of the Chaldeans, how they enter into covenants is through the use of animals like doves. And so God went back and did the exact same thing that the awe of the Chaldeans uses to cut their covenant. But this time, this is what they do. They will put all the covenant materials on the ground and what would happen is that the two people cutting the covenant would walk past the covenant simultaneously. And the moment they do that, a covenant has been enacted. But in the case of God, when he came to Abraham, God spoke all this word to him. But guess what God did? Abraham and God did not walk side by side simultaneously. In the case of Abraham, Abraham had no part. That is why the covenant was with God and God. Are you following what I'm saying? It means I am directly responsible for the outcome of this covenant. I want you to follow me this morning. I am directly responsible. In other words, Abraham, you have nothing to do with this covenant. The only thing I want you to do is to obey my voice. That's your part. Obey my voice and be prompt in the obedience of my voice. But when it comes to the actualization of the covenant, the covenant is totally dependent on me. But before God cut that covenant with Abraham, he gave him a, he gave him a prophetic word. He said, the time is going, coming that your descendants would come back to this land and the people who would deal with them, they'll be there for 400 years, but by the time they are leaving, they're going to come back with a great possession. So God gave Abraham this prophecy. God gave Abraham his name to back it up. And then God gave Abraham a covenant to back it up. Oh, glory to God. Aren't we excited that in the name of Jesus covers everything? Glory to God. But then, in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 2, My voice is still good. You can still hear me. All right. In Exodus chapter 3 and verse 2, this was when God now wanted to start to show the manifestation of that which is spoken to Abraham. Now it's time for me to show the world 
that which I've spoken to Abraham many years ago. But for me to do this, I have to find a guy called Moses. And then I have to tell the guy called Moses all I told to his father is called Abraham. And I have to tell him the things that I want him to do in order for that covenant to come to pass. So let's go to Exodus chapter 3 and verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush and he looked and behold the bush was burning with the fire but the bush was not consumed next verse and then Moses said I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush does not burn next verse verse 4 and so when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look God called him from the midst of the bush and said Moses Moses and he said yeah I am next verse and then he said do not draw near this place Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Next verse, verse 6. Moreover, and I will explain to you what that holy ground means yesterday. Amen? So it doesn't mean every time you are going before the Lord, you take off your, 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 your shoes. Wherever God is, is holy. Praise the Lord. However, moreover, he said, I am the God of the Father, or your Father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. Now, we established here yesterday that the angel he was talking about here, because if you see how this angel was talking, this angel was talking in first person. The angel wasn't talking like the angel that spoke to Mary when he appeared and the angel that spoke to Zachariah who said, I am Gabriel, I stand before the Lord. That angel was talking in third person. This angel was talking in first person. Remember, it was the same angel that Moses asked, who would, you say, who would they say that I am when I go to meet the elders? And he said to them, tell them I am that I am. And if you read the book of Revelations, you realize in the book of Revelation that Jesus is described as I am that I am. The beginning and the end. And so in other words, this was what we call the pre-incarnation of Christ. And that's why we say in the Old Testament, the revelation of Christ Jesus has been reviewed from the Old Testament even to the New Testament. And so this was Jesus, the angel of the Lord in that words, who was revealing himself to Moses the very first time where grace and law met. Grace and law did not meet at the Mount of Transfiguration first. Grace and law met at this junction. I want you to follow me very carefully. I'm talking about Oluwaloni doings. And so then, let's go to verse 13 of the scripture. And I want to show you something there. Verse 13. And then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of the Israel and said to them, The God of your fathers sent me to you, they will say to me, What is his name? And what shall I say to them? <laughs> Next verse. And he said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am I sent you. So you see there that what God gave to Moses was his name. Now there comes Exodus chapter 12, the night of the redemption. This is where it gets very interesting, and I want you to follow me very closely because if you miss, what I'm about to show you right now, you're going to miss everything. 
Exodus chapter 12. In fact, let me just say a few things here. Now, the first thing I wanted to observe with that angel, the Bible says the bush was born in. And so if you realize in the Bible, let's go into it so that we show people in the scriptures these things are there. There are many times in the scripture, listen to what I'm about to say, it's not the Holy, it's not only the Holy Ghost that appears as fire. I know Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, the Bible says in the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost has fully come, they were one and accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And the Bible says, and cloven thorns of fire sat upon each and every one of them that was present. But if you realize also in the book of Daniel, when Nebuchadnezzar saw the three Hebrew boys there, he said, I see a fort, and the fort there looks like the Son of God. So you see there also that even Jesus appears there so as fire. Let me show you other scriptures. Open with me to the book of Revelation chapter 19, as 11 verse 11 and to 13 Revelation 19 and now I saw heaven open and behold a white house and he who sat on him yeah. and he who sat on him was called faithful and true in righteousness he judges and makes war next verse his eyes were what oh let's say louder was what Let's keep going. And his head had many crowns and he had a name written that no one knew except himself. Next verse. And it was clothed with a rope dripped in blood and his name is called the word. Open with me to Revelation chapter 1 and verse 14. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 14. His head and his hair were white like wool as white as snow and his eyes like a flame of fire. Open again with me to Exodus chapter 13 and verse 21. <laughs> so sometimes when we say you are going through the refiner's fire, sometimes it's Jesus himself doing that, pruning you. Except the word of grain falls to the ground and dies. Scripture says it abides alone. And the Lord went before them by the pillar of cloud to lead them by the way and by night as what? The pillar of fire. Who was the Lord there? Jesus. So you see that. Have we established that? Have we established that the angel of the Lord that he saw there and the pillar of fire that Moses saw was the Lord himself I am. So now let's go further to the enactment of this prophecy coming to pass. Exodus chapter 12 and let's go all the way to verse 21. We're going to read from verse 21 all the way down to verse 20 to 20, 31. I'm going to read verse 1 only because of my voice. And you're going to help me roll the rest of the chapters, verses. Are we good? All right, let's go. One, two, three, go. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves. Hold on, let me, keep, let me put a basis to this first. At this point, God has told Moses all the plagues had occurred already in Egypt. This was the final straw that was going to break the back of Pharaoh. 
And so this was the last straw and God had given Moses an instruction and says, go and meet the children of Israel and first and foremost, go and tell the elders the things that I want them to do. And I want you to look at this verse of scripture very critically because there were certain instructions that God told them that were critical to their outcome. And so let's read these instructions very critically and so that we can see it. Let's read. One, two, three, go. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. Say the last one again. And do what? What should you do? All right, we're coming to that. Next verse. We can make this louder, you know. Hold on. What should you do next? I can hear you. What should you do next? Fantastic. Let's keep going. What should you do next? All right. Let's go back to the preceding verse. The preceding verse. I want to show you something. Let's read it again. And while we read this, we're going to pick out three things that the Lord said to them as instruction for the night of redemption. One, two, three, go. Next verse. instructions we find number one kill the lamb number two put the blood on your doorpost which means apply the blood number three stay inside let me say it again number one kill the lamb now listen to what it says there kill the lamb the lamb must be killed not an already existing killed lamp no kill a fresh lamp from the lamp that you kill then take the blood of that lamp oh my goodness this is getting good and apply that blood and after you apply the blood stay inside well in church what we've done is that when you are traveling, you put a big Bible inside your car, you put anointing oil and anoint your car, and say the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, but yet the downfall driver still eats your car. I want us to understand what the scripture is talking about here. What does it mean to kill the lamb? This is a type and shadow of what Christ was going to represent for us. Take a lamp and kill that lamp. When you kill the lamp, from the blood of that lamp, apply the blood of that lamp. And once you apply the blood of that lamp, you stay inside. I, write, I wrote something here, and I want to read it out to you. Kill the lamp. It wasn't just about the blood. It's killing of a lamp. The lamp must die. 1 
First Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. First Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. It says, therefore, purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lamb, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Give it to me in the TPT version. Give it to me in the TPT version. Let's read this together. Everybody, one, two, ready, go. With sin, so that you might become new and pure again. For indeed, you are clean because Christ, our powerful possible lamb, give it to me in the message translation. One, two, ready, go. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8. And so what was going on there was a prototype of what Christ was going to do. Watch this. Let's read this together. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8. One, two, ready, go. We can make this louder. One, two, three, go. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9. 1, 2, 3, go. Okay, this is it. 1, 2, 3, go. the lamp are we trying to kill another lamp no the lamp has already been slain Christ has already died for you and so what he was saying in other words that in this place where the redemption was going to occur the coming out of the children of, of Israel was going to happen the lamp must first be killed and guess what in your case you don't have to kill a new lamp the lamp has already been killed for you in the night of coming out kill the lamb hmm. number two apply the blood it's not in Jesus name I bleed the blood of Jesus apply the blood speaks of the consciousness let me show you a scripture first Peter chapter 1 and verse 18 First Peter chapter 1 18. First Peter 1 18. We're going all the way to verse 19. One, two, th give it to me in the message translation, please. All right, can we read together loud? All right, one, two, ready, go. One more time. 
apply the blood is not what you are doing every morning when you do this. They applied the blood there. The moment Christ died, the blood, the penalty of our sins was his blood. The cost of redemption was that blood. And the moment the blood was shed, the blood has been shed for you once and for all. So guess what? You are not trying to apply the blood. The blood is already applied for you. Glory to God. Number three. Listen to this number three. What is number three? Stay inside. Let me explain what that means to you. Number one. Kill the lamp. The lamp has died already. Christ Jesus. Number two. Apply the blood. The blood has been shed. Number three. Stay inside. It says nobody must go outside. And what that means is once the blood has been shed, Christ has died, why do you keep going outside of the place where he has put you there? What are you doing outside? Stay inside. What do you mean by staying inside? Galatians 2. Oh, glory to God. Galatians 2.16. Galatians 2.16. Let's read this together. Everybody, one, two, three, go. None that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Christ Jesus. No, you know what? I love the TPT. Give it to me in the TPT. Give it to me in the TPT. One, two, three, go. to me in the message translation. One, two, ready, go. Convinced by self-improvement. has died for you. The blood has been shed. He's crucified for you. The lamp has been killed. Why are you still going through this legalistic way of doctrine and belief as to what you have to do to touch God? What is this legalistic theology and belief? He says, stay inside. Let your consciousness be Christ in me, the hope of glory. If any man be in Christ, is a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away. All, not some things. All, all things have become new. Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. But what? Christ lives in me. Give it to me in the message translation. I love the message translation. Galatians 2.20, we need to read this together. Are you there? Everybody, one, two, three, go. And enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. My ego is no longer central. Watch, 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 watch. I hope you know that sometimes some of the things that we actually call I'm working with God is a boost of your ego. So that you can boast. You want to have a bragging right that for 20 hours and you should pray. 
But you want to have a bragging right that I, I did something with God, even God knew. Ah, even God knew. This prayer thing, God knows his mates. He says, stay inside. The new generation church must believe this. The new generation testament church. I tell you, look, for us to do many mighty things with God in our generation, we must free ourselves from the captive that God is holding something against you. There are many people who believe that the reason, listen to what I'm about to say to you. There are many people who believe, I believe that they are generational curse. But I know what is more potent than that, generational blessings. I said this to you yesterday. People run up and down generational curse. While I believe those things happen, who should be more cursed than the white men? They took our forefathers to slavery, but they are creating with inventions. Sometimes the challenge is in our mind, casting down every eye thing. Stay inside. Stay inside. I've finished everything for you. Can you just stay inside and enjoy the benefits and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? God is not angry with me. God is not holding something against me. God is not trying to look for something in my life to hold me captive of what I've done. Let me tell you something. If you liberate yourself from... Do you see what Apostle Paul said to the church of Galatians in the book of Galatians? He says, Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? In other words, legalistic teaching can be as bewitching people. It's witchcraft. So, 10 things to do to touch God. If you wake up 5 a.m., no, 3 a.m., 2.59, and you cross your leg twice, and you sing, I see Jesus. Listen, I don't have to see Jesus, Christ in me. The hope of glory. In him, I live and move and have my being. Everywhere I go, he goes. Stay inside. Tell your neighbor, stay inside, stay inside. We are outside. Stay inside. Or stay inside, outside. Glory to God. Galatians 4 verse 9. Galatians 4 verse 9. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. If you are going to walk with Oluwalodi doings, that it would do everything for the year, in the year 2024 for you. Working with the Lord of hosts, you must know that he is for you more. What is for you is more than those that are against you. Why are you bewitched by all the things that you can see that is not working? And many times, the challenge there is that some people think that there is something else that is missing. Let me show you something. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. Let me show you something. Malachi 3 1. Let's go there quickly. I'm going to come back to the scripture. Glory to God. It said, let's, let's read this together. Everybody. One, two, three, go. messenger of the covenant in whom you delight behold he is coming says the lord of hosts next verse 
Next verse, verse 3. There will be what? Let me tell you the truth today. There are many things that you are trying to achieve with this legalistic thing that Jesus himself is the one taking you through that process. It's the act of the refiner's fire. It says it will sit and purify. Glory to God. Galatians chapter 4. Let's go there. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm almost there. Galatians chapter 4, verse 9. Message translation. Galatians 4, 9. Thank you, Lord. Message translation. But now that you know the real God, or rather... Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. You know when you go to buy food, you say... Aaron said, mm -mm, mm -mm, no, that one. He was cross-correcting himself. He says, now that you have known of God, he said, wait a minute. If you put people knowing God first, it will put pressure on people to know. Rather, you are first known of him. He says, rather you have known, he knows you, how can you possibly subject yourself again to these paper tigers? I told you, John chapter 7, verse 37, Jesus speaking in, in the last day, that grave of the feast, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, if any man thirst, let him come and drink, for out of my belly shall flow rivers of living waters. I explained to you what that meant. That was on the Feast of Tabernacles. And at the Feast of the Tabernacles was on the last day where every Jewish people come together and they go and bring water from the pool of Siloam, the first offer, burnt offering and then they go bring water from the pool of Siloam to the temple and they pour the water out as the flow of God but Jesus came on that day and stood right there and said all this burnt offering if anyone just lift all these things I am now the burnt offering glory to God I am now the water of life Leave pool of Siloam stay with me I want to open up some some things Listen, it's inside me. I'm walking in abundance, moving by the speed of the Holy Ghost. Inside of me. Glory to God. One more scripture. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24. Somebody say, Stay inside. Say it one more time. Stay inside. Message translation again, please. Are you there? Can we read this one together? Can we make this one loud? One, two, three, go. He entered the place itself and offered himself. Next verse. With blood. Next verse.
inside. I want you to have this consciousness. Staying inside is where your protection occurs. Think about this. Are you aware that if one of the children of Israel, even though they had a covenant, they were given that prophetic instruction, stay inside, put the blood of the lamb, kill a lamb. Imagine one of them at the night when the angel of death was passing, decided to go outside. Are you aware that because he came out or she came out of that instruction, that person will be casualty? Even though there was a covenant that protected that person. You know why? Because they refused to stay inside. Where your protection is and your guarantee is Christ in me. Christ. Christ. Apostle Paul said, I don't want to know anything else but Christ. And him glorified. Glory to God. Now, in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 5, verse 13. In Genesis 15 and verse 13, I'm going to wrap up now. And God said to Abraham, Know certainly that your descendants would be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and they would serve, and they would serve them, and they would afflict them for 400 years. Next verse. Verse 14. And also the nation whom, the, whom they serve, I will judge. Afterwards, they shall come out with great possession. Look at this. Did you see the length God went? Killed the firstborn of the house of Israel. <laughs> of, of Egypt, pardon me. To do what? To protect his prophecies. To protect his covenant to protect his name but he said the only requirement from you is stay inside the rest is me he went that far to protect prophecy he went that far to protect his vision in your life he went that far listen when God turned the river Nile to blood you know what he was doing there in Egypt there is the God of Egypt. It's actually called Napi, the God of Egypt. This God is the God of the rivers, the God of the oceans. That's the strong God of Egypt. One of the things that God did was to mesmerize all their gods. All the plagues represented gods of Egypt. This is why, listen to this, this was the reason why when the children had left, children of Israel had left, and Pharaoh said, wait a minute, why did I allow these people to go? He was pursuing them to the, reef, to, the, to the Red Sea, believing that the God of the river, which is Napi, was going to protect them because it's the same God that they are serving. So as they were coming, in his mind, uh -uh, now our God got river now. So he was going, but there is the Lord of hosts, the Lord strong and mighty. As it got there, Napi has taken a nap. Glory to God. God would go to any length to protect his investment in your life. God will go to any length to protect his prophecies in your life. 
in the second session I will be prophesying what I want to tell you is that God will go to any length to protect that stake in your life did you see that and finally Exodus 23 and verse 20 Exodus 23 and verse 20 Is the video ready now? It says, Behold, I will send an angel before you to keep you in the way. All right. Behold, I will send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place I have prepared. There is a place I have already prepared. But the person that would actualize that thing is the angel. Then verse 21 it says, go there. Because we're now talking about Sabbath. It says, beware of him. Beware of him. There speaks of be aware of him. Be conscious of him. Beware of him. Obey his voice. Do not provoke him. For he will not pardon your transgression. For my name is in him. Next verse. Verse 22. But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I would be an enemy to your enemies, an adversary to your adversaries. Verse 23. For my angel would go before you and bring you into the Amorites and the Ettites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hevites and the Japhetites and I will cut them off. Let me come down and I'll close with this. We're talking about the Lord of hosts. The Lord of the angel armies. I truly believe that in the year 2023, 24, one of the manifestations we're going to see a lot more like never before would be the manifestation of angels. I tell you the truth. I believe in them. And we operate these things by being aware of them. But look at what the Bible says there. It says, this angel would go and bring you into a place that is already prepared for you. But the condition is stay inside. Stay inside, then watch out the angel will take you by the ends and bring you to the very place prepared for you. There are many things already prepared for you. There are many things God has designed for you. And God would go to any lengths to bring about the actualization of it. Let me say something to you. Even if it means distorting a system for your sake. You know why? Because what God was trying to show the children of Israel and the Egyptians at the same time is like I'm the God of doings. I'm the God of doings. I do what I want to do anytime I want to do it and how I want to do it. And I don't take reports from anybody. I don't submit reports to anybody. I don't answer to anybody. I'm the Lord of hosts. And so watch out in the year 2024, the Lord of hosts. Olua Aomo doings. Did you hear that? Because it's not only Oluwaloni doings. 
Even we, we are the children of doings. The Bible says with great power, the apostle gave heed to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and great grace was upon them all. The Bible says in the book of Psalms 114, I think it was 7, it said the sea saw him and fled. As you come to the year 2024, expect to see wondrous doings. Are you ready for that? But let me put a caveat there. The doings would not happen by hallucination. The doings would not happen by wishful thinking. The doings, I wish I could say, that the doings would only happen by prayer and fasting. But the doings would happen by you playing your part. What are the instructions God would ask you to do? You have been talking about a non-profit for the past five years. I've been sensing, sensing that God is calling me to a world. Okay? We are, this is after six years. You are still sensing. Sensing me what? Don't say it. Let me show you as I close what you need to do. Please come, Pastor Bolo. Please stand in front of me there, facing that side. The Bible says you shall hear a word at your back saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is your prophetic instruction for the year 2024. If you want to see, the Bible says, the angel of the Lord akin to the voice of his servant. Psalms 103 and verse 20, they excel in strength and they do the word of the Lord. What the angels of God are only permitted to do is the word of God. You can't just be thinking and hoping and wishing and believing. What many people call faith is not faith. It's wishful thinking. But it's without faith. It's impossible to please God. And the high point of faith is acting on the word. It's not just hearing the word. We come to church. We get bloated by the word. Who? My God. My God. My God. Wow. Who? He? Wow. Okay. What's next? Can you do? Did you hear the title of the message? Oluwaloni doings. You. It must be the year of doings. And let the tents. It says, let them shut forth the curtains of the invitation. You've been circling this mountain for too long. Every year in, every year out. Don't worry, this year is going to be better. Don't worry, this is Well, there is a process where God sometimes can take you through. Because even though Joseph was in a pit, he was still blessed. So you must understand that. But at least, haven't done all to stand. Stand. Let me tell you something on another side. Sometimes, physical manifestation is not only the sign that tells us that God is with you. In fact... The Bible says, even though I walk through the flood of the shadow of death. But look at how we started. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So if he's my shepherd, he's the one directing me. So it means that there are times, this same shepherd will lead you through the valley of the shadow of death. This same shepherd is the one doing that. It's called the refiner's fire. So just because you see something's going on, it doesn't mean he doesn't know about it. Sometimes it takes 10 years 
to get you out. And in those 10 years, your problem actually is not that you should be fasting more. The only solution that is left for you is to wait. <laughs> it's just to wait. Glory to God. But this is what I want to show you. His name is Pastor Bolu. Watch this. Sipro kombro vaita. Shele mahandre kaitos krita bata. Shele mandro palikatai provelastis. Shele mangro paita zakre pundes. Bolu, run. Stop. Walk left. Stop. Walk right. Stop. Jump. Clap. Twice. Once. Five steps backwards. Five steps backwards. Don't worry, the voice of God is clearer than this. Face the audience. Go and pick up Mrs. O's Bible. Bring it to me. Who gave him a job? Talk to me. Who gave him the job? Did he finish it? Did he get it right? Why? He followed the instruction. Until my job is done and victory is won. Your job being done is by following the instructions. You can be quoting until my job is done and victory is won. If you don't follow the instruction, you are only reciting something that gets us excited and at the end of the day, no physical manifestation whatsoever to show for it. Then I say, welcome thou good and faithful servant. Now, not only did he do that, just because he's following my voice, I dispatch my angels to ensure that my word is my reputation. And because my word is my reputation, I must ensure that that word must come to pass. Whatever needs to happen must happen. So angels would go with him to ensure that everywhere he goes, that word is actualized if I say lift up this project and it's too hard for him they would go and look for people to come and assist because the commander in chief has given a prophetic instruction so the angels of God are compelled they are compelled to ensure that this thing must be done because what are they going to say to the Lord of hosts who have sent them? Would they say they don't excel in strength? Would they say they don't have power? Would they say they don't have grace? Would they say they are not able to do it? What would they say to the commander? They can't even look to him. They bow before him in response. Yes, sir. So he would think he's the one doing it. But Oluwaluni doing it. This year, 
you see manifestations of doings. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Full stop. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your two hands to God. Thank you. We're going to bring up just one minute. I think the band can come up. The Mr. Judicate's band. Please be seated. Let me say this. In the midst of the turmoil, the Lord would give you an unexplainable peace. You would need to listen to these messages again. No? Because he is the prince of peace. The kind that passes all human understanding. Quiet your heart. Follow his leading for time. And watch out the peace of God would be the hallmark of that year for you. Glory to God. Somebody say doings. Now. Glory to God. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.